Rafi thought of the night of Marco's death, of Galen's terrible oath that he would seek out the Margrave, that he would kill the Margrave. That's why he's so desperate to set the sense grid up and to get me through the journey. He thinks he won't come back alive. No, the tree said gently. You are really afraid. Rafi jumped up, brushing pollen from his clothes. Already it was back, that sickening terror he could never lose for long. He felt the tree's consciousness spiraling into him, intrigued. Do you really believe, it whispered, curious, that this Margrave is hunting especially for you? I can't talk anymore. Raffi turned abruptly, blocking its voice out. Sickness was already surging in him, a choking stress, blurring the tree words to a crackle of leaves. He started to stumble through to the stream, then swung around for the book, feeling the sweat on his back chill as he bent, dizziness making his vision spin. He gasped and leaned on the tree. Rafi, it said urgently, its voice bursting through its panic. Someone comes. Bewildered, he felt for the sense lines. They were intact. Gillen. His voice was a whisper, a croak, but the keeper was already racing up. A firm hand grabbed him. The watch? Can't be. Can't feel anything. Weak, he crouched on the tree roots. Galen spun around, facing the footsteps. It was the Sequoi. Wiping his clammy mouth and streaming eyes, Raffi staggered up and tried to focus, but the creature was close to them before he could see it properly. Then he stared. The Sequoi was worn and ragged. Dried blood clogged its fur from a half-healed wound under one ear. Its yellow eyes were glazed with weariness. Galen grabbed its thin shoulders. For God's sake, did they ambush you? Have they got the coronet? Exhausted, the creature collapsed onto the leafy bank. For a moment, it seemed too worn out to speak. Then it whispered, The coronet is safe in SARS. We were on our way back when we ran into the watch. Thank God, Galen breathed, but the Sequoi seemed not to hear. Over his shoulder, it glanced at Raffi. They've got Karis, it said hopelessly. The Broken Hills Chapter One When the work of the makers stopped, Hallen fell silent. He answered no one. He climbed far into the hills and built a fearsome castle. He built it in a day and a night, and no one came there but himself. Throughout its dim corridors, there were mirrors. Book of the Seven Moons The slap was hard, and when she dragged her head up, she tasted blood. Breathing deeply, she stared at the watch captain. Fury almost made her quiver. Fury and fear. I said get in line, he snarled. Kara stepped back, giving one glance at the old woman who lay collapsed on the verge of the road. The watch captain turned and prodded the inert body with his boot. When it didn't move, he kneeled and took out a knife. Kara stiffened. But all he did was slice the rope that held the woman to the rest of the prisoners. Are you just going to leave her there? Kara snapped. She's no good to us. You there, at the front, walk. The razorhounds snarled and scrabbled at the mesh of their cages, 
and the small line of prisoners stumbled quickly back into motion, the jerk of the rope tugging Karas on despite her anger. The road was steep, rutted with recent cart tracks, a great gash along the flank of the mountain, plummeting on the left to a dizzy ravine. All the hot day they'd stumbled up it, with water only once at a stream hours ago. Karis sucked her swelling lip. Her hair and clothes were filthy with road dust, and she was almost too tired to think. Only anger kept her going. She clenched the knotted ropes around her hands, as if anger was a thing she could hold on to, tight. Around her waist, the second rope slackened, sagging as the weary group closed up, stung by the irritating dart flies that had followed all day in a buzzing cloud. With the old woman gone, Karis was last. It was a relief not to have to hear that terrible gasping or have the constant jerk of the rope as the woman stumbled.